This is a Capricorn FM podcast. So we did read the letter that was sent to the suspended secretary general of the ANC. So we know as as far as the content is concerned, what is entailed, what are they looking at, how that is going to work. But let's look at it politically. We're speaking to political analyst that is Professor Mkabis in Lechana. Prof, good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk. Good evening, Prof. Many a time when this decision about step aside was announced for some, it was uh, there was uncertainty whether the ANC actually had the backbone to carry through, carry it out as now it has come. Well, the SG suspended. What is your take on that? Well, there was a point where it became untenable for the ANC not to act against corruption. And that point came last year when there were reports of massive amounts of money that were stolen, monies that were intended to purchase PPEs uh, in the midst of a health crisis. So when people started stealing money intended for those who are dying, that really showed the depth of corruption and depravity within the ANC. It not only shocked the party, but shocked the entire society. Mm. And there was a huge outcry. So the ANC was shamed into saying something because that impropriety made a lie of the commitment made by President Ramaphosa that the ANC was on a path to renew itself. Mm. So they had to do something. Um, Hence we saw the letter that they issued in August where President Ramaphosa was saying the ANC is accused number one for corruption. And that was followed up then by the NEC March meeting where they reissued the call and said people who are accused of corruption, which was a resolution adopted in 2017, saying those people should should step aside. So as soon as the NEC, the majority of them, Mm. adopted that decision, then it became a fair accomplice that the decision would have to be implemented Previously, the reason why actions were never taken against uh, corruption accused yeah. was because the NEC itself had always been divided. There was never any uniformity or decisiveness against taking punitive action. Yeah. So now that the NEC was united, yeah. it meant that whoever was asked to step down had nowhere else to go to mm. appeal to because the entire ANC really was saying you must step down where else can you to go so so once they had adopted that decision then it became inevitable to implement it okay would you say of course it's not only the SG that would be suspended is everybody else that has been charged with sem- serious uh, uh, crime and uh, who has not indicated that they would step aside would be suspended would you say that this move will renew or will revive the the renewal project that the current president came with into his presidency in the ANC? It will, it's a precedence that is likely to be followed. Um, because if you have someone as senior as the Secretary General, together with such a huge number of people that are, are, being, are being told to step aside, that alone is a massive action that cannot be ignored. So in future, it then means that whoever is charged with corruption in a court of law, there are no ifs because the case has already been decided. 
a decision has already been taken. So in future, no one can argue to say whatever applied to Ace and the others should not apply to him or her. So going forward, I think the ANC will have a lot easier case to deal with people who are charged of corruption. What could be the expected reaction of those affected? Are they likely to take it lying down or they are likely to find another way to come together and react? Well, they they are likely to um, come up with all sorts of uh, maneuvers. Possibly the only option open to them is to appeal. But my sense is that even though they may appeal, they will remain suspended. Mm. Because the ANC, I think, is key. It's keen to have some decisiveness around this issue because it has been dragging on for a while now, for two months or so. Uh, they've been preoccupied with the same argument. Mm. So you want to get this one out of the way to focus on other things because they have an NGC that they have to decide whether or not it's happening a national policy conference. And next year you have an elective conference. Mm. So there's a lot to be done to prepare for future events. So you can't be stuck on one thing. Is it possible that uh, the ones who are suspended, which may give them time and impetus and courage to actually uh, mobilize support for themselves, if they come back in six months and review their position, they will have greater voices. That may actually have, on the other side, destabilizing effect on the strides that the party wants to make in the meantime? Well, they, I mean, there's no telling how long their court cases will take. Mm. Um, And whilst they are on suspension, they cannot attend any of the ANC activities. Mm. Because if they do, then they'll be in violation of their suspension, which then means that they may even be expelled. So it will be in the interest of those who are currently suspended to stay put attend to their cases mm. um, if they are clear whatever that might you know that might be mm. then they can come back but even then there's no telling uh, what might happen you see um, but what I'm certain about mm. for now mm. is that they are hamstrung they are limited in the extent to which they can use the suspension period to mobilize because mobilizing mm. Yet another infraction mm. against their names, which will most likely invite even harsher punishment on them. So for now, I think safe to to rest assured yeah. um, that they are unlikely to pose any threats to the ANC. Well, it's different people who are suspended with different credentials. The one of the highest office is the SG. He may perhaps not take the legal route looking at how it may cost him if he lose but some may attempt the Luger writ. do you foresee that as a possibility for some as well challenging the ANC outside its uh, its own processes yes that's possible um Bongo, I think was reported just the other day saying that he will he will appeal in court they will do that but there has been also within the ANC, I'm not sure the status of that decision, whether it was a conference resolution or an NEC decision, mm. saying that if you challenge, if you take ANC decisions to court, then you will also invite some punitive measures. Mm. That decision, whatever its status might be, yeah. has never been implemented. Mm. But I think now that everyone is marching to the same tune, mm. 
they might as well uh, invoke that decision and have it applied to ever take them to court. For some, it has always been viewed as a a battle between President Ramaphosa and the SG being identified by some to belong to different factions. Does this mean the president's hand is strengthened? The hand of sober-minded people in the ANC, those who believe in renewal. Remember, the president is not alone Mm. in that belief. He represents a particular agenda to renew the ANC. He is, of course, the figurehead of it. And that he has been getting a lot of support from like-minded folks within the NEC. So that grouping of the ANC, which is really the mainstream of the ANC, Mm. it's not uh, a faction, it's the mainstream of the ANC, Based on them are not factions. I mean, they're roads. These are people who simply want to derail the ANC completely away from its path. They don't represent anything honorable about the ANC. Even this talk of radical economic transformation is a farce because most of them are corrupt people. Um, they're not pushing economic transformation for the benefit of black people. It's for their own benefit, self-enrichment, uh, breaching the law. I mean, these are people who are against normal functioning of institutions and the rule of law. Mm. So they can't be taken as a faction because to call them a faction is to give them a modicum of respectability, which they do not have. They are a rogue group. All right. Well, thank you very much, Prof. Good evening to you. All right, Gamla. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.